Does your business need easy, competitive financing for heavy machinery, trucks, or other equipment? Currency is here to help. Currency specializes in finding the best financing options for equipment, trucks, and other big-ticket items. Just fill out an application, and Currency Finance does the rest. Currency is equipment financing made simple. Visit cocurrency.com for details. Offers may vary and arranged by Express Tech Financing, LLC, DBA Currency pursuant to CFL License 60, DBO-54873. Welcome to NBNR, the authority on unfiltered opinions and authentic player insight for Nebraska athletics. Connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, and at nbnrpodcast.com. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Hunter. He's a junkyard dog. Hey, Kenny Bell ran up to me. He's like, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> you get mad. You went to go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hey, got it, Muhammad. GB. Kyle! You let it finish. Yeah. Good job. Got it, Kyle. I was trying to get teeter that line with the <laughs> R, like right before the R. Right. Good job. Go Big Red indeed. No Block No Rock, Season 3, Episode 19. Yes, sir. 19. Coming at you. You know, from the Nebraska Brewing Company Tap Room, 108th and Harrison in La Vista, Nebraska. Zip code 68128. Stop in and get yourself a brewski from their tap room. That's what we've been doing. That's what we've been drinking, talking. What am I drinking, you ask? You definitely ask. A Hefeweizen. So good. Connor, I don't know how you do How do you guys do this? Just, it's so consistent. It's so good every time I drink it. How do you guys do it? Years and years of grinding. And it's been so worth it. I love it. It's so worth it. Now, Mike, you have also been drinking the Hefeweizen. I'm glad you joined me. Mm. I've been drinking the Eos for like the past four weeks. I mean, and that's like my go-to beer to begin with. So are you the new Connor? No, I'm not the new Connor. Did we just skip over you? No, I was on like a cow tipper, you know, phase for a long time. That's fair. I just like, you know, lighter, just chuggable beers. And the Eos is... Very chuggable. Like, I could drink a lot of them. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle. what are you drinking Poor over Kyle. there? Kyle, come on. Look at him. So I am drinking the Mango Unchained, and the Mango Unchained is an IPA, if I'm not mistaken. You are correct. Okay. So uh, everybody knows Mike and I are not the IPA guys, but my horizons are are broadening. Like, my mind is opening. The The IPAs, have I've tried a couple of them here at Nebraska Brewing Company. You I, you tried a double IPA today. I tried Woo! a double IPA, and I'll say, I don't think Kyle's ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> not quite yet. Yeah, I'm not ready for that. But, yeah, the Mango Unchained was nice and light, and it was good. Oh, yeah. Uh, you guys, I know where this is going. I'm just going to get ahead of this one. You hey. know I'm drinking the Pilsner. Leave me alone. I can see Mike. I can see the He's gears turning. Stupid. I can see the gears <laughs> turning already. Leave me alone. Yeah, usually you enjoy the Pilsner, but when you're not drinking the Pilsner, you normally I, I prefer backdoor. God <laughs> damn you. <laughs> God damn you. <laughs> just when you thought, just when is that? Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in into, yeah, his, back into his back door <laughs> every time. <laughs> every time. Okay, now before we get too crazy, guys, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts and bring on Sam Hahn. Hey, Sam Hahn, the goat. The hog molly. Dad honey. Dad honey. honey. The new balances with the grass stains all on them bitches. We talk offensive line, Coach Rule, you know, Riola, of course. But let's get to that interview 
Let's waste no time. Sam Hahn, bring him on. Uh, we have a saying, no blog, no rock. Thanks, Troy. All right, well, Sam, you're, you're obviously here. I mean, you're a former member of the Nebraska Pipeline. Or, you know what, I shouldn't even say former because, hey, once you're a part of the pipeline, you're always a part of the pipeline, okay? Now, yeah. you, had been, you had been in contact with Mike. Um, I know that you probably had, like, an agenda that you wanted to talk about. Um, I could throw it over to Mike and have him segue, segue into that. But, like, is there anything special and in particular that you want to talk about? Oh, nothing crazy. Like Mike and I have just been texting a lot lately just about like um, the coaching hires and things like that. So Mike and I have been in contact quite a bit. And I just said like, you know, heard some new stuff um, over the last few days about what's going on with the coaching staff and the O-line situation and things like that. So, I mean, there's not really an agenda. So, I mean, like if you guys got stuff, like we can fire away and let's talk about it. Really quick. When I hear Mike and I have been texting quite a bit recently, <laughs> I imagine both of you like on your stomachs, like legs <laughs> up in the air, like yeah, over the side of the bed. Yeah, like your knees are like back behind you or whatever. Yeah. Your, your flip flopping. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's butterflies in my tummy every time Sam texts me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike and I got something serious going on right now. I love it. Um, well, we didn't. So Sam hasn't been on since the hiring of Matt Rule. So let's just start there. There we go, Sam. We hired Matt Rule. I, I know you get your news from No Block, No Rock. I know because you yeah, live under a rock. Um, <laughs> do you give us your reaction uh, and your thoughts on the the Matt Rule hiring at Nebraska? Yeah, I think it's a good hire. Um, you know, I think we have to be realistic about where we are right now as a program and everything like that. And uh, that, I mean, that's what you call it, BB plus hire. You know, you're not going to knock it out of the park, but. You know, I tell people all the time, like, you know, we got the slam dunk hire last time. I mean, look how that worked out. You know, you right. know, we got the we got the guy everybody wanted. Everybody was completely satisfied with that hire, yeah. And it didn't go very well. So now you have a you're gonna have a more uh, oh controversial hire because everybody's gonna have something to say, like Scott Shanley or something like that. But mm, fuck anyway. Scott Shanley. <laughs> Scott Anyways, so, uh, Jared, I appreciate all your work on Twitter about that because that's just dumb. Thank you. Like it just like we need to be a united front and support whoever's there. I mean, that's what it's about. So um, I think it's a good hire. The pro the pro record doesn't mean anything to me with any college coach that comes back. I mean, it just doesn't mean anything. It's a completely different game. You're talking about developing 18 to 22 year old kids into men. And those guys in the pros are fully grown men. And it's just a completely different environment. And it's a different game. So um, I think it's a great hire. Um, you know, and you can. You know, if you want to say like, well, Wisconsin got Fickle the next day. Why didn't we get him? Well, you know, maybe Fickle's more interested in Wisconsin. That's probably a better spot to land right now. I know that hurts people, you know, that maybe Nebraska isn't as special as they want it to be, but it's just the result of where we're at right now. So, yeah. and I think it, it, and Trev made it sound like Rule was his guy from day one. And um, that that's kind of who we wanted. I also think that Rule fits Nebraska better than Fickle would have, and Fickle fits Wisconsin better than Rule would have. I, it, it, both those hires yeah. made an insane amount of sense to me. Yeah, I think they're both good hires for both programs. Um, and you know what? Like, not everybody in Wisconsin was happy with the Fickle hire because there's a lot of people that wanted them to, wanted them to hire Jim Leonard. So, yeah. mm-hmm. which isn't and, uh, like, that's not a bad take. No, Jim Leonard, Jim Leonard will get a head coaching job somewhere. Or he'll be the maybe not, this, maybe the not this year, but yeah, like he might go to the NFL for a couple of years and bide his time. But that man will come back to the NCAA. That I mean, that's where he succeeds. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, so all four of us here, and including yourself, we are all on record 
saying that we are hopeful with this rule hire. Um, not only do we, of course, want it to work, but up until, you know, about a week ago, we'll say like five days ago, we were like pretty much unquestioning everything that he did. But there was something that happened about four or five days ago where we yeah. all kind of raised our eyebrows a little bit and we're like, okay, we didn't expect this, was his retaining of Donnie Raiola. Now, with you being a former O-lineman yourself, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on Raiola? Just kind of go off on that, if you will. Yeah, so as far as that goes, I, I feel like, um, you know, the first thing I said to somebody is, or said to different people was, you know, I'm guessing that rule uses pro connections and with Don Raiola being in the pros so much as a coach, he probably got good reviews there. So he got, he had, uh, you know, strong influence from other people. And then he had to have killed the interview, you know, like he mm-hmm. had to have had laid out or set a plan, you know, like, this is what I think we did bad here, 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 and here. And this is how I plan to improve it. So you got to have those things. And then, um, uh, it just me personally watching Don Raiola coach last year, to me, it seemed like he went over a, a lot of the right things. He was working those guys hard. They weren't puking 15 times of practice, but I, tell you, <laughs> but I tell you what, they were the first group out there and the last group off. And, you know, and, and, and they were, and, and they were, you know, working on the right types of things. And as much as it struggled and they struggled to pick up the blitz packages and the different looks, he was drilling that stuff and going over it. So I feel like um, he coaches the game the right way. And you guys talked about, uh, you know, like forever being a member of the pipeline. Well, when I was fortunate enough to go present the um, Sam Fultz Memorial Scholarship Award with Gerald uh, Tomar Manning this year, um, Raiola brought over the whole offensive line to meet me and shake my hand and tell me that you know former offensive linemen are always welcome. So I mean, he's got the he's got the right kind of uh, culture in that room. I just think that uh, maybe he had some other things working against him. I mean, there were some injuries to some of our players, and we had a suspension and. You know, maybe could have, you know, had some better personnel. I really don't like to talk negative about kids, um, you know, because they're they're doing all they can. But I just, you know, I think we could have better personnel there and that would help and have people in better spots. Um, As I've talked to people more recently, um, there's some more shift on the offensive line performance uh, blame towards Mark Whipple a little bit. Um, There was some there was some. strange play calling and that maybe his protection was a little bit hard to grasp and things like that. So um, that was obviously maybe working against him a little bit as well. I mean, one thing that drove me nuts, like was when we'd go that tackle over, then do a deep drop back pass and have our left tackle or right tackle on the opposite side, dropping back in true pass set formation, which they fixed a little bit because then they put the true tackle outside of the other tackle. So they, they adjusted that a little bit, but um I just know internally and like on, you know, by people that pay attention to that, that um, the Whipple blame was a little bit, uh, a little bit bigger. So I have hopes for uh, Donovan Raiola. I said throughout the season, you know, like I can't exactly expect a guy to turn it around in one year. It takes a little bit of time to develop guys. And so we obviously had some one hit wonders this year with the staff, but they all knew they were kind of getting into that if it didn't work out. Well, and it's funny because, you talk about how complicated Whipple's system was. Um, and after Scott got fired, you know, <laughs> Bill Bush got, you know, took over the defense and they talked about how they simplified things. And then mm-hmm. shifting to the offensive side of the ball, obviously that wasn't the case. It sounds like if, um, it was a little over complex for, for the offensive linemen. 
to yeah. to, to grasp. Not to mention, where, you know, when you're passing it, you know, sixty forty, it's yeah. it's kind of tough for a lineman, you know, because I know you guys like to to do a lot more run blocking than pass blocking. Get downfield well, a little bit. Run blocking definitely makes pass blocking easier too if you have a successful run game. So everybody knows that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Road grader. <laughs> Road grader. Yeah, and on your note about like this, you know, the interview, and I would imagine Donnie meeting um, the new like the new head coach, the the new coaching staff, everybody that's involved. You know, it seems like Matt Rule just really loves the the new and upcoming coaches, and yeah. Donovan Riola fits that to a T. Oh, yeah. He doesn't yeah. have a whole lot of experience. And so if he yeah. and, and Matt Rule has kind of talked about like, you know, the, the line of scrimmage is like my bread and butter. Like that's what is most important to me and everything like that. So once you kind of find somebody that you can kind of mold into what you want out of your offensive line, um, I think it kind of worked out in Donovan Raiola's favor. Well, and especially yeah. when you consider like how young Raiola is and he has like he got to the NFL. I mean, it's not like mm-hmm. his dad was the head coach at Chicago. Shout out Brian Ferentz. Uh, like he, he got there on his own, on his own, like metal. Like he, he did it on his own. Got it on his he own. He played six years. What's that? He played six years. Yeah, yeah exactly. And he, guess what? Three time all big 10 offensive lineman right there. That yeah. Wisconsin. Yeah, it's a guy who knows what needs to happen. Yeah. Yeah. His brother's decent too. So, I mean, yeah, it kind of runs in the family. Yeah. yeah. And, and you mentioned, you know, you don't expect a coach to come in and turn something around in one year. Like, I'm not expecting a natty out of Matt Rule in year one, but a Big Ten title, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. For anyone who's saying, I want to be very clear. Dude, I would kill for a bowl game. Yeah, see, that's the thing about the Matt Rule hire. So, like, so I talked about this before with a couple of people. Just like, okay, so we're four and eight, three and nine, whatever, all these things. We have the personnel to double those wins. We just have to figure out how to do it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. We actually and, have a competent you know, so head coach. So it's just like we have the personnel to do it. So can we go find someone like Matt Rule who's going to build this young, energetic staff like you talked about and who's going to be hyperactive and hopefully go recruit and be energetic for the kids and inject the spark into the system and then promote confidence in those kids and how to finish. And all of a sudden, if they learn how to do that, they're going to double their wins like nothing. Easily. But, I mean, it's 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 not going to be easy. But It's, it's a process. You know? Yeah, it's a process. But, I mean – it shouldn't be a tear down rebuild type deal. I mean, obviously there's a rebuild that needs to happen, but like we can't go like two and 10 next year. Like God, no, no, you know, like it's not, temple. It's, not it's not like the temple Baylor stuff. Like, okay, we're four and eight, but we have decent players. So like, can we get to six and six? You know, like I know everybody wants to be better than that, but let's just, let's just start small, you know? Yeah. And it's weird for me being, I'm, I think I'm the only guy here that like, if they went two and 10, like, would it suck? Yeah, I mean, that season would be horrific. Brutal. It would be brutal. brutal. It would. Have we but not lived it, through it, six years of brutal, though? Right? Like, have listen, we not lived through this? But I, I, can go through, I can go through a year of brutal if I know that we Nebraska is led by someone that has a method to the madness, and it's not just kind of cobbled together. Like, if I know for sure, hey, we went 2-10, but it's because this is according to plan. I no. I swear to God. Now, hey, I know I you're going to be singing a different tune when it's next November and it's two and ten facts. But <laughs> but just sitting here right now, I I'm not saying I'd be okay with it. I'm just saying I wouldn't be freaking out. But that's just, such a regression though from where you already are. You want to build yeah. a. I mean, I get that. Like, okay, so you take a house, you model a house, you tear it down to the studs, right? But that would be like tearing the whole house down and starting over. 
Right now, sure. we can tear it down to the studs and rebuild from what we have. Because, like, like I said, obviously we're not a good program right now, and we're not doing things great. But like, you can't go down from four and eight right now. I mean, just look at the personnel you have. It's not like we have bad players. No. Well, I mean, I, we need to, we need to improve in other areas or in certain areas like the O line. Like you know, we have the Rayolas for, but you know, it's just yeah. I I don't I know. Think- I just. Going two and ten, they should be tough, yeah, man. You like, compare it to tearing a house down to the studs or, you know, tearing down the house and just rebuilding. I think going two and ten is like tearing the house down to the studs and then bringing in your own termites. It's even yep. worse. Are you calling Matt Rule a termite? No, I'm not. Already? <laughs> no, Gary's no, a termite no, right saying, now with saying that. Connor Shanley Cavillac. <laughs> Shanley boy. I'll see myself out. Good to see you guys. <laughs> Sam, so <laughs> it's funny because we were so close with a ding. <laughs> with a non- <laughs> competent head coach we'll just we'll just leave it at that right i feel like right now with matt rule we have a competent head coach and i've been on record a thousand times saying that literally any other coach would be better than scott and to me matt rule is better than him so to you those those close losses should amount to some wins right not not all of them but some of them should be wins with a competent head coach yeah. yeah, I mean, like, let's be realistic. You know, obviously, everything that happened with Mickey sucks. I you know, past the season, and he, I don't want to shine a light on that. But like, just look what Mickey did—just being like believing in the kids and being a little bit more competent. And I mean, I, you know, are they going to win that Iowa game with Scott? They probably give it away. You know, are they that first game? Are they going to come back from thirteen zero down at halftime and win with Scott? Probably. I don't not. know. Right. Yeah. I always, I always compare it to like playing blackjack. In certain situations, you just look at the dealer and go, "What would the book say?" And the dealer will usually say, "Well, you yeah. don't kick an onside kick on third on in the third quarter when you're up by yeah. ten. Like, yeah, you, it's it's just like, yeah, Mickey Mickey did come in and like he just played by the book. Safe bets, yeah. That's Safe that's bets. that's a really good way to put it, Kyle. Like that's exactly right because Scott just did stuff off the wall. Like, like what? just exactly that, that onside kick. We had a chance to put him away. What do you mean? Let's put away a a, a one and eleven team on uh, in the third quarter. <laughs> yeah, you're hey, already winning. He didn't know. He didn't know they'd be one and eleven with their only <laughs> win against freaking Nebraska. But you're already Jeez. fucking winning. Yeah, that, that was tough. Anyway, we can move on after that. So anyway, <laughs> big recruiting weekend. Big recruiting weekend. They they're getting commits left and right and up and down. Yeah, they're looking at like how are we going to turn like how are we going to turn over the the scholarships cuz we're already yeah. almost at our limit and we had a bunch of people and more people coming. Well, there's going to be some guys showing the door in a nice way. Oh yeah. yeah. No no Dion approach where you just walk in and say get the fuck out. I I got Louie. I got Louie. Yeah. I got Louie. Wait, <laughs> that's your quarterback. Which is hilarious because we learned actually, I think in this last week that some of those players might might not be allowed to transfer. That Louis luggage might have got lost. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Tell me. Okay, expand on that a little bit. <laughs> Side note: I didn't hear that. Yeah. So uh, to keep it short, uh, the University of Colorado is very specific about what credits are allowed to transfer. The academic and, standard. I wondered about yeah. that. Yeah. And so inside the credits that are allowed to transfer, there is a certain percentage of them that have to apply to a major at the University of Colorado. Uh, the players that Dion is very excited about, almost none of them qualify from what I've heard. <laughs> so, so does the Colorado 
board of regents and stuff make that go away? They're, they're already sure. talking about they're going to change the rules. But what's even funnier is this now opens the University of Colorado up to lawsuits because there's yes. a lot of players that they've turned away. But they bring in oh. a guy that they can't afford to coach a football team that had one win last season, and they're going to change rules for him. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a whole mess over there. I, I've been saying for the last week that Dion is secretly a Husker fan for how bad he's fucking Stop. up Colorado. <laughs> well, okay. Dude, I talk to people that think Dion's the greatest thing in the world, and then right. Nebraska is never is always going to regret never bringing him in. I'm like, you know, you can say all you want, but wait till those boys go to Salt Lake City and get punched in the mouth by Utah, or go to Eugene and get punched in the mouth by Oregon, and they're going to be singing a different tune. That's yep. hilarious. I placed it is a five year running bet, one hundred dollars every year that Dion will never beat in one season Utah or Oregon over the next five years. I just don't see it. They're just Utah and Oregon are way tougher. I yeah. just here's the thing: football, their talent's got a lot to do with it, man. But it comes down to who's tougher. Look at Michigan. Look at Georgia. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, okay, Ohio State's way more talented. Michigan just, you know, Harbaugh built this identity where they just punch Ohio State in the mouth and they can't handle it. Bully ball. Yeah, bully ball. You're exactly right. Get all them twelve offensive linemen in there like they do. Well, you're hoping that that's you're hoping that rule is building towards that bully ball identity. Hopefully he's Absolutely. seeing Harbaugh because, you know, Harbaugh, I mean, a lot of Michigan fans wanted him gone, dude. Yes, like, they did. Yeah. And, yeah. Two years well, ago before last year, like he was on the hot seat. Yep. Yeah. And then it's well, just, he, he beats his most, their most bitter rival and not just beat them. Okay. They put on a freaking clinic back to back years, like two years in a row, yeah. rushing the ball. Like, I don't give a fuck if you got four, two guys on the edge. Like I'm just going to run this down your throat. Good luck. Yeah, and so not well, to dive into Harbaugh too much, but there are rumors that Harbaugh might be leaving Michigan after this year. Uh, He's not leaving. He That's a better job there. than most pro most pro jobs. Yeah, Indianapolis is a great job. No, it is Jim, not. No, look, Jim, hit Jim, me Jim, Jim Ursay. Jim Ursay is like the most bipolar billionaire owner there is. Dude, Let's he's the he's the goddamn the worst. Sell the team, Jim. Sell the, Sell the team, team. Jim. Unless, unless he's going to go coach Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, or Joe Burrow, or maybe Justin Herbert. No no reason to leave. Yeah. You don't want Matt Ryan, a 38-year-old quarterback, <laughs> yeah, way past his prime? exactly. <laughs> so, shifting exactly. back to Nebraska football. Sam, yeah, sorry. I know that you played yeah. on the offensive side of the ball, but mm-hmm. it was announced that we hired a defensive coordinator. Yeah. Tony White. Tony White. Who runs a three three five? What are you, like? What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that's more like pre snap stuff? Do you think that the three three five will actually work in the Big Ten against these run heavy teams? So the so the people I've talked to, the biggest challenge with that's going to be getting the right personnel. Um, we have some three down linemen personnel, but then we have some outside linebackers who really aren't going to play in a stack very well. They're going to play that hybrid position a little bit better. Well, I guess Ochon and Caleb Tanner are both leaving, and we don't know about Garrett Nelson. So, mm. um, you know, it's going to be trying to find the right personnel to fit that. I just worry about like a three-three-five compared to a three-four. A three-four, you can get bigger bodies on the field a little bit easier. And I just don't know. Um, you got to have a lot of big bodies when you play Minnesota off the bat, and then you have Wisconsin and Iowa both on your side. Even Northwestern plays pretty big. Um, that three, three, five might be, well, then you play Michigan too. You're going to have big bodies there. You know, you might do a little bit better when you play your Ohio States and stuff like that. But, um, you know, but, but Tony white played, um, some pretty, uh, 
you know, some power run teams like Clemson realistically at their base is they like to run the ball and be powerful and have good old lines. They've played them pretty tough. So I just hope that uh, we can figure it out. I don't want to write somebody off just because I think it's a little odd that they're playing a three, three, five, but um, mm. you know, I just think it's interesting and I hope they can find a way to do it. Like utter uh, texted me too. And he was just like, you know, I just, that three three five, you can bring some intricate looks that are hard to block for the O line and, and and have some difficulties doing that. But um, you know, I just look at the Big Ten through the heart of the schedule, and you want to have some big bodies out there. So, um, I you know I think they can figure out a way to do it. Uh, it's just uh, it's just a little bit different and not something I was maybe really really expecting. Yeah. So so, so a couple notes. <clears throat> Number one, that that new uh, defensive end recruit or that outside linebacker recruit, Kai Kai Wallen. Yeah, yeah. that guy. Uh, he did say that when he spoke with um, Tony White that he did say, like, we're going to be running more of like a four-man front, and they're going to be running a bunch of different things just depending on who they're playing. So Multiples. Yeah, so it's going to be kind of dependent on whoever's is, across for them. Is that that 6'6", 240 Juco kid that you got today? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the type of guys you need to have. And that 4-2, and well, like with the 3-5, three, three, you know, like you have that nickel and Isaac Gifford on your on staff. To me, that's what I look at. I'm like, well, Isaac Gifford fits that role. Yeah, you know, so he can he you know because he he played he did he did well this year. So, uh, you know, I I, I think you uh, can have some of that personnel. But like you said, you know what, Syracuse is what were they 19th overall or something like that or what was it? 29th, I think. 29th, yeah. 29th, yeah. sorry, 29th. Yeah. Still top 30 defense. You know, you're going to take that right now. Oh, well, absolutely. From so, where they were, yeah. And we talked about, like, when you, and this is not looking down on Syracuse at all, you're looking at, like, the talent that comes into a school like Syracuse. Nebraska has a much better platform to pull in, you know, bigger yeah. talent uh, and and work with that. So a, a 29th overall defense out of Syracuse and bringing that in here, again, a three three five is a little you know, I, I'm not entirely sold, but like it can work, especially this, if yeah. we're getting that kind of talent. This was my in. first thought when they started like describing the three three five. They're like, "Yeah, you know, it's really hard to. You know, it's like really, it's really easy to uh, disguise your your blitzes, and you never know where anybody's coming from." And I'm like, "Yeah, Bob Diaco said the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Exact same thing. Well, the strain. And I the also strain. <laughs> you see the strain. I remember the, it feels like when former head coach Scott talked about how the Big Ten was going to have to adapt to us. Uh, and you know what happened? Not that. Uh, they just beat the shit out of us. Um, you know what's so, a better motto? Our staff's on a mission. There we go. Yeah. That's what I like. I like that better. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's, yeah. He's saying the right things. He sure is, isn't he? Yeah. He's saying the right things, so that's good. But you need a, you need a coach that's going to say the right things. That's what happens. That's what leads to doing the right things. Hey, all bus, all press team. Yes. <laughs> Give us two titles. Yeah. Um, I want to circle back though. So not to like enter before I forget. So back to the Don Varela thing. I think mm. another thing that was working for him was his brother. Mm. Um, and his brother's got some kids who are pretty decent at football. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've heard. I've heard. Um, yeah. yeah, so uh, I think that helps, and I think his brother also has a bigger reach in the state of Arizona than just his kids, um, like the kid who came from Arizona State yep. this uh, this weekend. Yeah, apparently he trains with uh, Dominic down there huh. uh, in the summer and stuff. 
Um, and I heard he even lived with Dominic for a while this summer. So, uh, you know, that helps. Yeah, it doesn't and hurt. So do yeah, you think it, that at least a part of the Riola retention is due to that? You know, relationship. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's. I think that's a contributing factor, even if it's five percent of it or ten percent of it. You know, I think it definitely helps that like he's got some reach in some good areas. Yeah, there there was like you know, there's always that notion, even when he like came to Nebraska, where you're talking about, oh, did he get hired because his nephew is still a five star QB who's going to be sick, quarterback? Yeah. yeah. So I and yeah, I, I I honestly think that was part of the reason to begin with. Honestly, really. But anyway, go ahead, finish your point. I was just going to say, I don't know, like I don't know if Matt Rule would. Like you said, maybe five ten percent of his decision to keep him, but I don't think the majority of him would be like, "Yeah, I'm going to rely on my offensive line coach uh, just to hopefully get his nephew in here or in two try years. to." Okay, like, can, yeah. Can we just get this straight? Okay, can we just have Donovan Riola ask his nephew, "Hey, if I'm working for Nebraska, will you come follow?" Like, can we just get a straight damn answer on this already? Well, hey, he's, because it's he's always an Ohio just like they commit. I know he's an Ohio yeah. State commit, so it's like, can we just get a straight answer already? Can we just have Nebraska Brewing Company fork up some NIL money or what? No I, kidding. Legally, I can't. I'm an, I'm an alcohol brand. I was going to make Oh, a that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. that's fair. Yeah, I, that's I, fair. I cannot. Hey, so alcohol, alcohol loses us the deal twice. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay, well, okay. Thank you, because I was going to say, like. <laughs> Wait, hold on. So, Hold on. So. NBNR Media is an LLC. Maybe, oh. maybe NBC just works up a little bit larger sponsorship, and then NBNR Media gives an NIL deal to Dylan Rayola. That would be lit. I think that whatever he's getting in Columbus might be a little bit bigger. Doubt it. But L- I bit. will say, he's a 2024 recruit. People forget that. So we have one more year. So if Donovan can survive next season... <laughs> And Nebraska makes a bowl game, we probably have a decent chance to survive. Matt Campbell flipped the kid from Pierce like a week ago. So it's possible. Yeah, I mean, he flipped him a week ago, but I mean, that thing was was in the works for months. Yeah, he's been flipped for months. Um, Gosh, you would really hope because Scott Bleep did botch that, huh? You know, kind of getting sloshed on some things and wasn't able to meet with. Mm -hmm. And you would hope that the Riola family would be like, okay, Matt Rule is an entirely different person, so maybe we won't hold the uh, margarita incident against Hey, here's the thing, man. (laughs) Dominic was in town with Ben Scott this weekend and his brother, like, doing all that. So if you don't think Dom's got a little bit of interest in this whole deal, you're mistaken. You know, he can say, I'm going to let my kids do what my kids want to do and do all that, but, Mm -hmm. like, the end of the day, the kid's like, Dad, I don't know. Maybe I kind of want to play in Nebraska. You think he's going to tell him he doesn't want to play in Nebraska? Right, right. right. Especially when that the kid that was here, um, he also has, like, his dad or his – he has a family member that wrestled at Nebraska. His and, uncle wrestled at Nebraska. His mom graduated from Nebraska. Yeah, exactly. So he has ties. From Columbus. Like, I talked to his cousin. Like, yeah, he's from here. His brother's going to work in Nebraska. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, how many Ohio State podcasts do you guys listen to? I don't listen to any. Dylan, yeah. you can get talked about on here. We'll talk about you every week. <laughs> if yeah, but the, but the Trojans uh, are might throw some money at them too. So. Oh, yeah. That's what I saw. Yeah, yeah. It's between here and USC. Well, you know that tidbit you saw? You know who leaked that to him? Oh. Wait. Yeah. You, yeah. Well, who'd you point to? What was that? No, you, 
I think he was pointing uh, at himself. Oh, yeah, there he is. <laughs> Make it as clear as possible. Yeah, uh, the, the yeah. T- you so, leaked uh, that to Sean. We have a good what? You leaked that to Rive or uh, on three? Oh uh, yeah, on three. Yeah, in Sean's DMs. Oh, you slid well, into Sean's DMs. Hey, I'll tell you what. If you got any more info to leak, you don't have to go to on three. You can talk to us first. <laughs> <laughs> TMZ. We record every yeah. Monday. TMZ and BNR. <laughs> TMZ and BNR. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know. We need that. I I think that kid wants to come here, but uh, we need to uh, we need to get him. He's got a lot of family and history from here. But uh, you know who you know who coaches him right now, or who coached him at Arizona State? Who? Who? Mike Cavanaugh. Oh, oh. Yeah. okay. Uh, so you know what? That kid's gonna know how to read a defense, and he's gonna know how to play with sound technique. So, played center and right tackle. I think we'd play him at center just because of how well he sees the field. But uh, that'd be a, I think that'd be a big step in improving our line. So hopefully we can get him. Okay, now I do want to get some to some comments here. So Scott Schacht, he said, I thought I read that Colorado admin already changed their standards. And that was the big selling point to getting Dion. So I was going to say, you would think with Dion doing this whole interview process, he would say, am I, am I going to be able to get who I need to get? His Louis luggage. Am I going to, am I going to bring my Louis without the red tape? Yeah. And you would think the Colorado admin said, yes, sir. College football. We don't care about academics anyway. Well, do we, do we, are we still pretending? Are we still pretending that Sam, do we still care about academics? Student athlete is that still a thing? Well, it, was, it was for I Sam. Don't, I, don't, I don't play school. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't, don't play school. I don't play school. <laughs> <laughs> but so that's that's the other point is uh, whether they told Dion that they would waive rules or not. They also told Dion that they could afford his contract. And I was, they can't do that. I was just about to say so that. They, they everything that's said, come out of that administration is bullshit. They probably mm-hmm. said, "Okay, yeah, you can bring whoever you want, but here's the kicker: we don't have that, the money right now." Yeah, that that tiny little contract. Yeah, yeah, they they cannot afford five million a year. They said that up front. Well, I guess not up front, but in their presser, oh they said we don't have the money yet, but we'll. Find That's a it. whole nother deal. Yeah, no. I, again, this is why I keep saying Dion is secretly a Husker fan because of how he's fucking Matt, up Colorado. Well, the whole Matt Rule thing, like we talked about that, but we paid him way too much money. I'll be honest. Well, if you look at the contract, though, so a lot of people are talking about the money, and yet he is getting guaranteed a lot of money. But if you look at the actual contract. Like this year he's making five million. The following year he's making seven. The next year he's making eight, and then nine, and then and so on and so forth. If he gets to that year eight or seven or six or whatever it is, that means he won a lot of games at Nebraska. True. Yeah. So I don't care. I'll pay him whatever the fuck he wants at that point. If Just he's give still me here, wins that late in his in his tenure, and the buyout goes down each year. So each year the buyout okay. goes down, but his contract goes up. So it's. People get they get scared off by those numbers and the average is like nine million a season or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, he's making little money and he's earning his money throughout his contract with his buyout going down in the contract. Right. Well, that's good. It makes you feel better. It gives you the warm cuddlies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, like, actually, like when you text me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. It, it's a scary number to look at initially, but it the the contract is really structured really well. Yeah. He's gonna well, apparently Governor Pillen approved it, so we're okay. Oh, I, I was concerned. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim and Ted Carter said, just pay him whatever. I'm tired of talking about our bad football team. That's apparently what happened. So Good. Yeah. Jim Pillen's forced fumble against Oklahoma is really – he's really uh, 
hung on to that riding on that one he's riding uh yeah i see that dude i see that dude when i'm at football events more than i see freaking trev alberts and trev (laughs) alberts is there a lot right hey jim don't you have some hogs to sort or a state to run or something (laughs) he's gonna be he's gonna he's the ad and wedding and waiting yeah yeah Oh my god. Already? Jeez. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, Trev, he hey. has his beach house. Hey, we tit. He's ready. We tit. We trust in Trev. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tit. T-I-T. T-I-T. Sam Han, do you do you tit? <laughs> do you trust in Trev? That's his what buddy. You, he knows your, Trev. What's your thoughts on Trev Alberts? I just want I, just overall, what are you thinking? I think he's doing fine. Okay. Good. I think he got the head coaching job right. Um mm-hmm. hopefully he doesn't have to hire a basketball coach so we we established that it's still a red state so I Big mean, facts. okay okay can we can we talk about nebraska ball is that okay, okay yeah so I, we, got, I, I we wanted, have sand for we have sand for three more minutes i wanted to jump onto this really quick and i'll make it very fast the fact that purdue beats nebraska in overtime on an absolute horseshit call yep. and they jumped to number one today <laughs> yeah that was fuck, odd fuck that that was yeah, odd it's, it's pretty it's pretty much shows how much nebraska ball is taking off yeah, because right, they, yeah, they were like, oh, you barely beat an unranked Nebraska in overtime on a bullshit call. Yeah, we'll jump you three spots. Rank Nebraska, you cowards. <laughs> if we got ranked on a loss, I would feel weird about it. Rank Nebraska, you cowards. People said, hey, Purdue pulled out a tough win on the road in that, that freaking bear trap that is PBA. That's yeah. a tough place to play, damn it. By people, he means literally just us four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, yeah. if we if we play like we have the last week um, throughout the season, we'll hopefully beat some mid level Big Ten teams and be competent. So that would be nice. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Trust in. Fred, like, right? I'll be happy with a five hundred sure. Nebraska ball team. I'll be really happy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I would, would love that. That'd be like a bowl for move. the football team. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Um, okay. So I mean, maybe once he's once he's gone, man. We can talk about Nebraska ball more. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, this is probably a good place to yeah. sign him off. Let let Sam go do his adulting things. Yeah, Sam, how are you doing yeah. on the beer? Drinking we need other refills. Yeah. Yeah, go get some refills. Um <laughs> I've got a Nebraska corn growers meeting I'm going to, so oh, Nebraska uh, corn yeah. Nebraska corn growers. <laughs> hey, what, hey, what's what's the mascot that you that you've na- that your podcast is all about? Cornhusking, baby. Herbie, Herbie. Yeah. Are you out there husking? What? Are you out there husking? You husking? Oh, yeah, we hunt so hard, baby. Oh, we yeah. so hard. Dude, I got about a couple minutes yet. Anything else in the chat, Jerry? We got. There's one more. There's one, one more. more. Get it, Mike. Scott. Get it. It says uh, from Scott again. He says it's going to be hard to recruit new quarterbacks when he's already announced they looking at their new quarterback and his son, of course. One QB already transferred. He's but, talking about Colorado and Dion, yeah. which is yeah. which is uh, like yeah. uh, totally against the rules. He was like, "Hey, meet your new quarterback." When one, his son hasn't entered the transfer portal, uh, he hasn't signed a, ne- a letter of intent or anything, and he's like, "Oh, he's your new quarterback next year." There well, are no I, rules. Do you know what needs even funnier is the whole academic transferring thing is centered around his own goddamn son. Yeah, it's yeah. around his quarterback. <laughs> hey, he said Shedur would have to earn the spot, and I yeah. think that's how you say it. Wouldn't that be so awesome if he just threw three picks when he played him or something? I hope. Are you going to the game in Boulder? I went last time. I don't know if I'll go this time. Uh, Sam, what's carpool? Were the the fans all right in Colorado? 
Um, so the so the older fans are okay, and they were okay before the game. Then, like after the game, like the students and the other people, they just say the dumbest stuff, like the dumbest insults, and it's just like whatever. Well, they got a we had a great time. We what we sat in the middle of like all the older donors and stuff because my buddy went and got became a Colorado donor, and they like delivered the delivered the CU Buffs flag to him and all this stuff. Yeah, so if you want to get tickets to the game, just go sign up to be a donor on their website. It's only like you can get donor tickets for like a $100 donation and then get like decent tickets and it ends up being like 200 bucks. There's no way that it's that's still the case, right? After Prime and after- I don't know. I don't know, really? man. Just go sign up to be a Colorado Athletics donor and you can probably find tickets and it's really not that much because you know they're sad not only not only are we taking over your stadium but we're also helping you pay for your new head coach you can't afford i was, I was gonna exactly. say on, on principle i would rather not go to the game than become a colorado donor I'd oh absolutely no no 100 disagree i would yeah. absolutely love to be Thank a colorado you. donor and watch us beat him yeah. yeah yeah do we plant a nebraska do we pull a baker plant a flag yeah. on their 50 <laughs> I, I think you just take the donor flag and just like paint a red in with spray paint on it. Yeah, spray, no, like that. that's nice. Yeah. Spray paint. You spray paint Ralphie. Just yeah. make an <laughs> on his fur. <laughs> All right, Sam. Before we let you go, college football playoff. There's four teams in there. Who do you got? Uh, Michigan and Georgia, and then Michigan. Oh, okay. Ooh. Big Ten. I, I like where you're going. Okay. Uh, I do. Michigan's the only team that can beat Georgia. They're the only one that can match up with them. I would agree with that. Hard nosed. Let's go. I want to see a fist fight. Are we not a little bit excited? Because I do have to bring it up that uh, if you look at it left to right on, you know, the matchups that this year's playoff spells got come. (laughs) <laughs> it's kind of cool well, of course you'd say that <laughs> oh hey 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 sidebar um you know we talked about earlier on the podcast maybe i don't know which time it was but how like people are all upset adrian martinez said he's got the best team he's ever played with huh? well guess what he does doesn't he yeah <laughs> they're not wrong they're big 12 champs to play in the sugar bowl weird yeah, yeah. Hey, well, you're you're a big climbing guy. We know. We know. Out, hey, climbing. Only, only way it could have been a better hire. That, that's hey. That's what I said too. I love climbing. I love him. As it turns out, maybe it was a coaching problem. Who could have guessed? Uh, yeah, Who would have exactly. thunk it? Right. All right, All right Sam. Sam. See you guys. Thank you. Thanks, Sam, man. Thanks for coming on, man. Love you. Yeah, see y'all. Text you later. Okay. We haven't seen any new uh, Facebook ones, but let me let me scroll through here real quick. Sorry, guys. Let me see. Getting beat on the edge isn't complicated. Um, well, I think that was in reference to our Donovan Raiola discussion. Okay, but we've said on the podcast that Donovan Raiola was dealt a shit sandwich. Indeed. And having a lot of former linemen, including Sam, Having a lot of former offensive linemen on our podcast, they've really shined the light on the fact that our personnel is probably not um, what it needs to be, and we missed on a lot of recruits, including 54. And, 54. and you can't teach someone to, to move their feet faster. They're just naturally not able to do that, which means that you missed or you did not develop him properly in the weight room, et cetera. Right. So to me, he was dealt a shit sandwich – and hopefully getting a couple transfers in and starting to get some better guys in the just recruiting in general will help 
build that base that we need. Well, you know, you heard about strength and conditioning under Duvall. It was, and if you guys have the uh, the on three stuff or the rival stuff, you might have read something about how Duvall emphasized like power lifting techniques. Yeah. So you're not getting like flexibility or like being able to move well. It's like just bulky, like big. You all know. bus, right? <laughs> you look, bus. you yeah. look like you, you know look, what you're doing. But once you start moving, it's like, oh, oh it's shit. just a big lumbering idiot. <laughs> well, and sticking on that, uh, with the new lifts, with our new, our new uh, strength coach, I heard, um, I went to this banquet and listened to Stephen M. Sipple talk, and he mentioned how the guys are sore in places that they're not used to being sore. I, don't, I mean, you hear that every time. There's well, I, I know, but I know, to I'm me, just like, they're cynical. using muscles they haven't used under Duval, which is back to that power lifting, um, not focusing on, you know, like, technique and everything. They're just trying to throw as much freaking weight around as they can. Right. And so maybe that will help with some of that other stuff, the basic movement type of stuff. I was just, like, thinking of um, this past offseason, not, not – Right now, but before last year, you heard a lot of talk about um, firing off the ball, right? Firing oh, yeah. off the ball. Be the aggressor. You know, and that, that's the, that was the why they brought Raiola in to begin with. It was because his philosophy is firing, firing. But then, like, <laughs> you, see, you see the highlights of Nebraska getting their um, extra point blocked. Oh my god! Because that because was the, the the low light of the year. Like, here's the thing about O line play. Okay, virtually nobody knows really what's going on or what the what the strategy is. Like that whole fifty four, being in the stance and not getting out of his stance during that extra point. Like I'm sure that it, it's a philosophy that they coach in right. practice. Because you're not going to just stay in your stance. Like, there has to be a reason why he didn't get out of his stance. I just find it very funny that the whole philosophy was firing, where on extra points, you just stay in your stance because well, that's what you've coached them to do. That's different, it's though. It's funny. That's offense versus I, special teams. And we, we were so good at special teams, you know. It's just funny. Hey, uh, we have a comment on here from Mr. Oh. Mr. Trevor. Who is that ugly mug? <laughs> he said, uh, <laughs> You're stupid. will I see the TikTok king in Boulder next season? I don't know. Is Mike going to pay for my ticket? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Mike, you going to pay for my Boulder donor 100 buck. You know, get the get the yeah, because oh. didn't he say that's what oh, Sam yeah. Hahn said it was hundred so bucks. I, Sam did give us the insight on how to get tickets to the game, but mm. I have a feeling that's going to change with Coach Prime. Now, I'll be making a lot of TikToks in Boulder if I go. If I go he'll, in he'll the mountains, go. I'll be on the top of a mountain, he'll Trevor, go. on top of a mountain. So Swayland, Swayland, you are late because we talked about this, but you think keeping Donovan still had something to do with Dylan? Well, probably. Here, this is where I asked, hey, can we just get a straight answer? Can we just ask Dylan, hey, I, I'm your uncle. If I go and coach at Nebraska, will you come to Nebraska also? And I wish we could just get a straight yes or no on that because that's just always been a thing hanging around. Is he? Will he? Won't he? Just imagine. I don't want to imagine. But do Just you, tell me yes or no. Dude. 
If you Fuck. look at the world of recruiting right now, oh. even if a guy gives you like a hard yes, it doesn't really mean shit. You're not wrong. It doesn't. But it's your family, though. It's your uncle. Your dad played your at Nebraska. Dad. Just saying. I mean, that's like, you know, Arch Manning is going to what? Tennessee or Ole Miss? Texas. Oh, wait, neither. Oh. Family doesn't mean shit. That's true. Family ain't shit. These recruits are going where they're going to get paid. Not that you can't get paid at Nebraska. Um, right. But yeah, I. I Cash moves everything around me. Green get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, yo. Cash moves Oh, there yeah, you go. So we're, Cut it, Mike. You know how Dylan's going to come here? Cash. Yeah. A lot sure. of money. That's how you get him. That's how he's going to get here. Either family or money. Both. And it's probably going to be money because money is rules all. Rules all. Absolutely. Okay. Um. So before we get to Nebraska ball, is there any other football thing that you want to touch on? Is there like a new wanna, recruit? Or, do we want to talk about the the recruits that we've picked up? I mean, have you? Sure. You, um, I, I you do want to uh, talk about very quickly. I think, was it a linebacker recruit today that mentioned the facilities? Yeah, it was the linebacker that Kyle brought up a little bit ago. Yeah, yeah, uh, and mentioned that like they're the most insane facilities he's ever seen. Yeah, uh, right. And uh, again, I mean, that's going to be a huge recruiting tool. Obviously, it's not quite finished yet. And I forgot, I, I forget who I saw on Twitter. They said like it's not just showing these kids like the blueprints anymore. They can actually walk through. Yeah, and they can see it. For it's themselves. an actual building and not just like fake. It's not a bunch of avatars, <laughs> right? Like it's it's yeah. It's impressive. I think Nebraska yeah. is doing a much better job at instead of resting on its laurels from I I don't know. Do you guys remember the nineties? Um, instead of resting on its laurels, <laughs> Nebraska is making like a very active effort to show these commits. Like, look at look at what we're doing for you. This is what we're, we're trying to go to. Yeah, I mean, we're right. putting together this massive pool of money to bring in these coaches, assistants, whatever. We're putting a shitload of money into these facilities, and that's honestly that combined with the NIL value at the University of Nebraska, that's how you're going to win these guys. That's just how you're going to do so, it. So, Mike, you have kind of a list pulled up. Is there anyone that, like, catches your eye, or what's up? Recruits. Um, yeah, let's let's jump into uh, Sincere. I'm not going to attempt this <laughs> Come last on, Mike, name. Do I sincerely uh, appreciate him coming to Nebraska. Yeah, I sincerely appreciate <laughs> him coming to Nebraska. Uh, he's from IMG Academy, which, for those Sick. of you who are listening, Fuck yeah. that is, like, the, the breeder it's like if, if you talk about a high school uh, for high school football or academy, whatever you'd like yeah. to call it, I, it's like the Harvard for high school football players. Yeah. I mean, it's literally like a feeder system to college football. Right. Um, he is a corner and he's coming to Nebraska. Sick. Um, and he you, fits the rule build that long, lanky type of defensive back. Okay. Do you have like a, a list handy of the other offers that he did get. Yeah. Just so we can up. get a better idea of kind of who else was on him. I mean, show me Georgia. When you look <laughs> at the list, hey, we it's pulled not some guys crazy. Georgia had Georgia but I will say he was, uh, he was recruited by Ole Miss, Vanderbilt, Kentucky, Memphis, Boston yeah. College, Eastern yeah. Kentucky, and Ball State. Okay. okay. Am I delusional to say that Nebraska yes. is the best offer on that list? No, I mean, Ole Miss, Miss is, is Ole Miss is a good offer. Kentucky's a very good offer as well. I mean, if Mark Stoops wants, Mark Stoops wants you. Okay, Kentucky is a good offer, but I I feel like in the position that Nebraska is in right now, with the guys we're bringing in, the facilities we have, I I would say I'm not comparing records. I would say Nebraska's maybe the best offer on that list. Well, not sure. that Kentucky's bad. Uh, Vanderbilt is a school. You you keep forgetting uh, Ole Miss for some reason. Yeah, Ole Miss. <laughs> <laughs> if the lane train is. 
is choo-chooing at you. I don't right. think Lang probably, gives a shit about Ole Miss anymore. I disagree. And he just got a fat extension leveraging yeah. all those other yeah, but job offers. He doesn't like it there. I mean, he's oh. made that very clear. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I'm not I can't read his mind. Um I don't know. It, it's but, like Scott at Nebraska. Well, okay, I'm not gonna go that far. Hey, I'm not gonna go that far. You I'll take that, that back. But I, I think that Lane feels like to me personally, it feels like he is upset with maybe not the administration, but certainly the fan base. I feel like Perhaps. that's that that one's incredibly clear. Um we could talk about Sims, like the quarterback potential transfer yeah. from Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. And you went into well, the numbers a little bit, Jared, on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the, the thing I wanted to do was compare him with, with Taylor Martinez because I don't want to say the knock, but the, the, the thing about him is, hey, he's an athlete and maybe throwing isn't exactly the, the forte there. Like, that's not the main draw. But if, we go, if, you, if you dive into the numbers, people, you know, Taylor Martinez was technically a better passer. So you take that for whatever it's worth. You know, you should have looked at Adrian, <laughs> though, honestly. Adrian Maybe. had a lot of turnovers and stuff. And if sure. you look at their numbers, they got to be very comparable. But I'm just, but Adrian wasn't like, I don't know. When you think of Taylor Martinez, you think of yeah. athlete. When you yeah. think of Adrian, you don't think athlete that, necessarily. I disagree. Right? I would entirely disagree with that. that Adrian she made were sure. just jaw dropping. But more of an athlete. But more of an athlete than Taylor. Well, I don't know. There was times where I questioned if Adrian could throw the ball. I mean, well, have you ever seen Adrian Martinez and maybe against Oklahoma this past year in a purple uniform streak 99 yards down the sideline in Seattle, Washington, outrunning everybody, okay. gl- just gliding? Well, so, no. so is your definition of athlete no, a runner? I, I don't want to get that your definition of athlete. No, it's not. Yeah, so I, I would say Adrian and Taylor are comparable. If I had to pick one or the other, I probably pick Taylor. Well, I mean, he was a winner, so yeah, yeah I'll, I'll take. I, I would take Taylor. Taylor was also under a better head coach. Yeah, um, so yeah, I'll, I'll give him that. He had a much better system. I, you guys, it's but, not even. It's not. We don't even to, know to, if Jeff Sims was. We don't even know if he was like in town because it's. He wasn't you're here over the weekend. Hey, you're getting conflicting reports. His, his crystal ball shows him 100 percent Nebraska. Well, you you went to Jeff Sims. I I wanted to go to commits. Okay, right? guys who are committed. Like Kai Whalen. That's the guy I brought up. Okay. Or the long snapper from Florida. <laughs> hey, you got you got to have a long snapper, okay, folks? He was a five-star long snapper. When you don't have a long snapper, you have problems. You need a long snapper in there. <laughs> but there, there is a guy that has committed to Nebraska, a running back, who you look at his offer list and you're like, what the hell? But this is a prototypical Matt Rule recruit. His name is Quentin Ives or Ivis, I don't really know. You look at his offer list. Temple, weird. Connecticut, hello, EJ Barthel. Yep. Stony Brook, woo, Monmouth. So that's the offer list for that guy. And a lot of people were freaking out. Oh, we beat out Monmouth. Congratulations. This is exactly Matt Rule's MO. You take guys, yeah, I know. You take guys that are unheralded, that are overlooked, and they are projects. And in a transition class like this, where you're you're not building relationships as thoroughly as you're going to in the future, right? You're kind of, okay, are you going to play for us or not? Yeah. Like, this is kind of the player that you get, especially right now, where it's a transition class. 
This so is I'm one not of those, freaking out yet. This is one of those like uh you know feel good stories you'd hope after mm. four years. Like, yeah, nobody wanted him, right? And then after three years in the program, Matt Rule brought him up to be a third-round draft pick, and now he's in the NFL. And this is like one of those field goal, field good stories that you just hope works out. I will say, so you're, you're talking about this transition class that Nebraska is having right now. And if you remember back to when Scott was hired, he had this stellar top 25 transition class, and... Nobody he, stayed he gone. Yeah. He left. Bye-bye. Everybody was gone, right? If you're going after guys like this that other Power 5 schools really aren't offering, I feel like maybe these guys are less entitled, and they might actually stick around <laughs> because they appreciate being able to come to a Power 5 school that maybe they weren't offered at any other place. So, like, you bring a guy like Ives around, and, oh, man, I'm not starting year one. Whereas a guy, let's just say... This guy from IMG, he's probably a stud, right? All his life, he's been the dude. And I don't know, maybe Quentin Ives has as well, but you look at his offer list and you see Monmouth and Stony Brook. He comes to a place like Lincoln and he doesn't play right away. He's not going to go, God damn it, I should have went to Monmouth. Right. Exactly. Where, where, you know what? He probably would play day one. The grass isn't greener, right? Like, you play day one at Monmouth, but to what end? Like, you're thrown in there. You're not being developed necessarily. Whereas at Nebraska, hey, maybe you can be developed over a four-year period and improve your draft prospects. So did we talk about in our group chat uh, the percentage of players that enter the portal and how many of them either downgrade or don't get to another team? I know the exact number. It is 47.3% of players that enter the portal either downgrade to another program or just don't find another team. Yeah, there's not enough spots for the amount of guys in the portal. And I believe we talked about this last week. You go from, you know, maybe a second string quarterback on your team. You enter the portal and now you're the, you know, 50th best quarterback in that portal. There, There is a lot of risk doing that. Um, it's just, it's very interesting. Like, obviously, I, wherever Hausman ends up, I, I do wish the best for him. Uh, I do think he is uh, a really great player. But you see some of these guys entering the portal, and I, I'm not going to mention names, but some of these guys out of Nebraska – that it's like, dude, I don't know where you're going to head. Like, Here's an you're example. In a program Jacques Yant. Okay, that was the name I was thinking of, Who? but I wasn't going to say where, it. Who's going to pick you up? I got into an argument over this the other day well, about how Yant is, was, and you know, at the current moment technically is, a third stringer at Nebraska. Do I blame him for entering the portal? No. no. But is he going to go somewhere better for a running back room? Not I mean, really. he, he, probably, he probably knows he's not going to go somewhere better like a power five. He might go back home to Florida. Yeah. And he'll play for Florida Atlantic or Florida International. And he'd be fine with it. He'll be close to home. And again, like, that's just, he'll be content. Like, we're again, not thinking about what they want necessarily. Yeah. Uh, again, we wish the best for him. Sure, he's a great kid. Uh, he is talented. But uh, I, I understand leaving to go get playing time. But, like, you're not entering a better program. And here's the thing about the portal, too, is this thing is still in its infant stages. Like, yeah, there's always been a transfer portal, but not to this extent. So, I'm willing to bet, you know, my my $100 Colorado Regent fund, whatever. I'm willing <laughs> to bet that as time goes on, you're going to see less numbers of players that enter the portal because they're going to realize that, hey, like you said, Mike, the grass is not always greener. So, yeah, I think the numbers are going to be very high to start for maybe the first couple of years, but then as time goes on, you're going to see smaller numbers of players on the portal. 
That's just my opinion. Well, and it's kind of the cool thing right did now. Do we hit a thousand players within like a week? I mean, it's uh, just kind of the cool thing. It's convenient. Well, and you know, it's the easy way out. Talking about that too, Jamari Butler. Yeah. Hello. En- enters the portal for Nebraska, <laughs> and a day later. Have you ever seen withdrew, that? withdrew his name from the portal? Have you seen that Simpsons meme where Grandpa leaves, he takes his coat off, and he comes back in the house, and he puts his coat back on, and it's just like a circle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that. Jamari Butler, and maybe let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe it's because he found out who his defensive coordinator was because he put his name in before Mr. White was announced. Mm-hmm. But that's that's the benefit of the doubt, right? Yes. Whereas maybe... Or maybe he didn't get any phone calls. Exactly. <laughs> maybe yes. he entered and he's like, yeah, I'm about to show these guys like all these people want me. And then he starts getting phone calls from Florida Atlantic and then no one else. And Which then is he's a like, lo- you know what? I, I'm playing here. So yeah. I so might as well stay. I, I have a question for you three. Do you think the rule staff has played any effect into some of these players entering the portal? Yeah. Or do you think these guys are leaving because they realize that, you know, we're just not going to meet their standards? Listen, the only difference between Deion Sanders and every head coach that walks into a new building is they don't just out front in front of the media say, like, hey, pack your shit. I'm bringing my own guys. I got Louie. Matt, Matt Rule is no different than any other head coach that walks into a new building. He, he walks in and he says, he, he looks at what he's got and he's like, you know what? I can I, use you or I, I can't. I can use you or I can't. Exactly. exactly. So it, 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 the only that's the only difference between Deion Sanders and everybody else. Deion walked in and said, you know, I'm bringing Louie and he's got his camera crew with him and all this other stuff. You know, that was all for the media. Matt Rule walks in, he looks at what he's got and he has a one-on-one with the kid and says, maybe you should look at your other options. That would be my guess. And the beautiful thing about Matt Rule, right, during his introductory press conference, it was, I came here to coach you, right? You didn't, you, know, you didn't choose to play for me, right? He says that. You're supposed to. Maybe behind the scenes he's handling it differently where, like, yeah, you know what? You didn't choose to play for me, but if I'm being honest, eh, I don't, but, see, but it. You know I don't see it. I would prefer to be on the receiving end of honesty yeah. Then having you be like, yeah, you should stick <laughs> around. And th- in the back of his mind, he knows, I know you're never going to play here. Well, so, and Jacquez Yant is a terrible example because there was like that, open things through the season saying that he was going to enter the portal anyway. So yeah. I think he's one of those Florida kids that was homesick, didn't want to live in Lincoln, and wasn't playing. And you got to remember, he was a walk-on. He didn't have ac- academics to go anywhere else. Herschel? Walk on Herschel walk on man. That was, that That, was back in the day. That was back in the day. That was in the basement. He was (laughs) recruited here by Travis Fisher, who is no longer on the staff. So if you want to say the reason that Jacques is in the portal is probably because his guy that got him here is no longer here. And Scott isn't here either. And Mm -hmm. yeah, they probably look at him. They're like, Hey, at temple and at Baylor, we never used a guy like you. And I just don't see it going to work. So do do you find Yant entering the portal concerning? No, no. thank you. Mm, no, not at all. Sorry. No. J- sorry, Jacques. Sorry. Jacques. Ain't going to happen. Uh, it, I don't again, care. I, I wish the best for Yant, but uh, it, it doesn't really bother me all that much. I don't care. I, we, I, I we've got better backs care. and I understand that he's going to a place where he's going to try and find more playing time. I get it. He's probably won't ever play again. That's just my guess. Like, I, that's ever, just my opinion. Like, ever? Like, okay, are you saying start or play? Start. I just don't, I don't ever see him starting at a group of five or any, any level, hey, honestly. He had three to four good games last season. 
That hey, was awesome. Get a better strength and conditioning coach under him. He'll be all right, right? Maybe. That's what we're all that's what we've been saying about the O line. Maybe it works for running backs yeah. too. Speaking of running backs, AJ Allen has not entered the portal yet. He has not. Just saying, maybe there's some hope there. Well, maybe there's some NIL there. I don't maybe. I don't some know. money. Hey, that's that's the key. I wish I could provide NIL. <laughs> I wish I could do it so hard. Yeah. Oh, back to your point about Chancellor Brewington, you, you just adding more money onto NBNR sponsorship. Yeah. Okay. Here's the deal. NBNR just creates our own NIL here's, collective. Here's the deal. Uh, you know, I'm a financial crimes analyst now. There we go. I'm pretty Wait, sure that's heavily frowned upon. That's like funneling Wait, money. Hold on. Frowned upon or illegal? Uh, Those are two separate terms. Illegal. Yeah. Uh, well, we already have. We already have a deal with. Well, that. no, no. Yeah. Our, the sponsorship to the podcast just increases. We just want the podcast to succeed. And then the podcast, you know, says, oh, I think we could succeed harder if we had an NIL collective. Mm, yeah. It's, that I, would be cool. It's not laundering. We're just lightly washing money. <laughs> yes. Lightly right. Washing. On record. Jesus. Right. Hey, Walter White. <laughs> Walter White. Yeah. Thank um, you. Any other football? I mean, we're going to touch on basketball. I mean, I feel let's like Let's just touch should. on it real quick. Okay. Let's, let's go into that game. So 65 to 62 overtime loss. The refs, the refs, the refs. Ah! Mike, were you there? The refs. No, I oh. went. I went to Top Tracer instead. That's fine. That's fair. Okay, that's fun. Let me just say this about. I'm not going to get in depth about the actual game. Mike, you can fucking cry about the refs. Kyle, you can cry about the refs. Connor, you can cry about this. I'm a Duke fan. I just want to say this, okay? About Fred Hoiberg, I want to give him some damn credit. Absolutely, he's in year four. He's a guy that came to Nebraska. He had his style, right? NBA, it's all wide open. Fast, fast, fast. Let's fast. let's shoot threes. Let's be fast paced, right? This team looks completely different because he recognized something had to change. He brought transfers in here: Juwan Gary, Emmanuel Bandamel, Sam Graysell, guys who aren't offensively minded. That's not their main thing, right? These are defensive guys. This team is like a tough team. They play defense. So I just want to say this the Fred Hoiberg, like the 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 hot seat talk is done because when I look at this team, I go, wow, Hoiberg recognized in year four, mind you. <laughs> hey, that, better hey, than year five. Better than year five. He's given, you know, he's gonna be given a year five because I feel like Fans look at this team, and they want to watch this team because they play defense. They're tough. They hit the boards. Can they make a fucking shot with two minutes left? No. Maybe not. Damn it. But but, but they're tough, and that's all I'm going to say, and I respect it. Good job, Fred Hoiberg. Keep it up. To your point, in a week and a half, maybe two weeks, we played the number seven team in the country who's now unranked, right. and then the number four team in the country who's now number one. And look at their average scoring on on any given game, and look at what Nebraska held them to. That defense is, like, inarguably sick. Derek Walker is a monster. Sick. It, it's fucking sick. Well, what he did to that seven foot four guy. That guy is a monster. Where do you get seven foot four guys? They constantly keep getting more of them. They don't grow on trees because he is the fucking tree. Hey, you know you get them? Eastern Europe. Apparently, <laughs> that's where you get them. But Purdue, I feel like, is a factory for guys that are over seven foot two. Yeah, and Derek Walker, he did it against Creighton. He did it against Purdue. He just wants it more. 
And we said, I, I mentioned this last time, but the guy wants to be a truck driver. I mean, dude, you're going to make money. Not in the NBA. You're not going to go to the NBA, but hey, go you're going to make money playing basketball. G League, then go abroad. Yeah. Like, I, you know Jimmy Fredette. Maybe he Jimmy won't. Fredette's playing for the Olympic 3 <laughs> team now. Like, go maybe, play abroad. Maybe he won't be in the NBA, but Derek Walker, damn it, like against two of the better big men and like literal big men. Ginormous like Seven men. foot motherfuckers, and he's not seven foot. The dude, I could probably jump higher than him. <laughs> I feel like there has to be a separate term. Like, there's big men, and then there's, like, this other uh, level. Ginormous men. Yeah, ginormous. Yeah, yes. we're just going to roll with that. He, like, there he, has to be another term. He bullied Kalkbrenner. You know, Zach Eady, yeah, he had a good game, if you look at the stat sheet. But the dude was not – he wasn't shit that night. No. He wasn't shit that day. So, credit to Derek Walker, too. Like, that dude is, like, the epitome of – and this guy, this guy uh, Taylor Stewart, straight dog. Straight dog. Absolutely agree. Yeah. Aaron Kelly said, uh, Nebraska ball is actually fun to watch again. I totally agree. You know what's ironic? You know what's so fucking ironic about that, Aaron Kelly, is the previous version of Hoy Ball was supposed to be fun. Oh, they're launching threes. It's Steph Curry shit. No, this is better to watch because they play like how I like my football. Tough, low scoring, a little messy, hit the boards. Play defense. That's what I love to say. I yeah. want to give Aaron a shout out really quick, A, because it's uh, one of my buddies. Uh, but Aaron says Nebraska ball is actually fun to watch again. When was it fun to watch before? Mm-hmm. Not again. Nebraska ball is finally fun to watch. <laughs> no, it was finally. Fun. Tim Miles had a couple of years that, Tim, were, that yeah. were very fun so, to watch. Like, what? No, 20, Sunday. The, the 2013 season was, uh, I remember beating Wisconsin that year, and they were a top 10 team, and I actually rushed the court that game. Uh, that was the last game. Yes, we know like, you're a famous GIF. Yeah, thank you. We know it. Uh, that was actually, that was a Michigan game. But <laughs> I, like, one. that was the last time that I was like, oh, Nebraska's fun to watch. Saying, again, we haven't been fun to watch in a very long time. Exactly. Exactly. No, I mean, you say don't blame the refs. Don't blame the refs. The refs. We did have a lot of opportunities in overtime to oh, score, God. and we were not doing it. But you got like four offensive rebounds on one. Why are calls like that when the game's on the line not reviewable? Because the ref that made the call was behind the play. Yeah. It's to very me, frustrating. That is, I pull your hair out type shit because what are you supposed to do? And you had the fucking Iowa. What's his goddamn name? Uh, fucking uh, Brian Ferentz. No, no, <laughs> no, we love him. Damn it, Bohannon. Yeah, Jordan Bohannon. We had Jordan Bohannon even tweet out in defense of Nebraska, talking about how bad the Big Ten refs were in that game. Oh, Big Ten rigged. Yeah, Big so, Ten rigged. I mean, well, to I'm your point, rigged. To but, your point, imagine if it was reviewable, right? Imagine God. in volleyball if you couldn't review calls. Imagine if in football. You couldn't review, oh, was the ball tipped at the line of scrimmage before that pass interference occurred? Like, there are there are such huge... Uh, ramifications. Mom- moment, yeah, ramifications for things that just are, are completely out of your control that you can't go back and look at. Had that been reviewed, I guarantee it would have been overturned and it, he didn't it would have, have gone a different way. He literally did not have the ball. He well, did not like, have the ball. He lost control of the ball. Yeah. And then he didn't even really touch him. No, he didn't touch him at all. 
No. I mean, also, he did touch him, but he like barely it, touched not him. Not a foul. No. Not a foul touch. I, I want to touch on the, the, this comment from Gary. It says, you guys are too young to oh. know. They were a riot years okay, ago. Okay, now Gary. Again, we're the only Power 5 team to never to, win a tournament game. I don't know that I'd call it a riot. Like, uh, Gary, like, you, you said what I was going to say. Yeah. Were they good? Fine. They, good is they not. They haven't good won enough. a tournament ever. Every other Team has found a way to roll out of bed and have, like, a cool year once. Fucking UMBC, <laughs> a 16 seed, beat a one seed Virginia. Like, we can't even get a, like, we can't get a single win. And, Gary, I know, Andre Woolworth and, you know, Pietkowski, uh, some other guys, I don't know, Alex Marek, mm-hmm. whatever, like, Cookie Belcher. How many NCAA tournament games have they won? None. Same as everybody else, right? And I'm just saying, yeah, they were probably fun to watch. But damn it, just won a tournament game one time. One yeah. time, to, Gary. So to, I, and maybe maybe I, I think I know what Gary's saying and saying that they were fun to watch. I'm not mad at Gary. I'm just and, saying. And Gary, I'll tell you what. I love you, Gary. This current team is fun to watch as well. Hell yeah. But that doesn't mean they're good. <laughs> hey. I, I watch Nebraska football. I, we all do every single week, and they are fun to watch. It doesn't make me happy. Until the last minute and a half. It, yeah, it doesn't make me happy. Now, so Taylor, you said imagine, you know, if they had Trey McGowan's, Bryce McGowan's. You know, and here's the thing, Taylor. Like, Bryce McGowan's, like, he's he's turned into a pretty good player, right? He has. Like, in the pros, like, he's been doing his thing. But at Nebraska, like, what was the knock? You know, the dude was kind of soft, didn't play a lot of defense, which is would not fit in. That would not fit in on this iteration. Well, and he of the was Nebraska ball the, squad. the first part of the Fred Hoiberg tenure. He was he fit in that build. Yeah, ISO ball. Like, if you watch score, this basketball score, team score. now, the ball moves a lot, which is awesome. There is not a lot of ISO ball. The ball moves a lot, and, and if C.J. Wilcher could just fucking shoot and make something. Damn it. Gosh. <laughs> gosh, just make something or get off the court. C.J. K- when Casey Tomanaga Kasey. is your best fucking shooter on the team. Hey, man. Gosh. C.J. Wilcher was like a four-star recruit at Xavier. Yeah. He cannot hit fucking water if he fell out of a boat. <laughs> he is terrible. Sorry, I don't like to use names hey, usually, but that's zero to number you. Number zero is awful. <laughs> is zero the fifty-four? Zero oh. might be fifty-four. Oh no! Oh no! Sorry, bad Mike. Bad. Sorry, good Mike. Bad Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was. You know, th- there would be plenty of possessions where you know Bryce would throw up a shot, and it's like, God damn it, this isn't fun to watch. Like, swing the ball, play defense. Just saying, that's what I get. That's what I like to see from my basketball. He team. brought up Bryce. I would much rather have Trey on. This he he team. did say Trey. He did say Trey. Oh, he did say Trey. Yeah, imagine if he had Trey and Bryce. No, Trey. And Trey Trey's another Trey dude who's, would fit. He's a tough guy. Trey would have fit with this offense. Yeah, and I don't know why he decided to walk away for pro basketball when he's not playing pro basketball. But whatever. I think I think the only the only thing that like just watching that Purdue game, I just wish we talked about the four offensive rebounds that we had at the end of that game. And it just seemed like as soon as they got the the rebound, they'd pass it once, and then they would just chuck one up, and then they'd yeah. get it back, and they'd chuck one up, and then they'd get it back, and they'd chuck, just reset, take a breath, run your offense. 
You, you as soon as the ball touches your hands, you don't have to take yeah. a you know a, a a super long three pointer. Like it, it doesn't have to be that way. Just reset, get your offense ready, and go. And that's kind of the the downside of the kind of ball that I like, which is defensive minded. Where if you ever get in a crunch where you got to score a goddamn point, it's like pulling teeth sometimes. Yeah, you know. But you know what? They held Purdue. They they made Purdue sweat. play poor. They made him sweat. Sweat is an uh, an understatement. So yes, I appreciate that. What else you got, Jared? I think I'm good. We good? Yeah, uh, I'm good. Off topic. Kyler off Murray topic. probably just tore an ACL or an MCL. He's probably done for the season. Rest in peace. Wow. Oh, oh you know what? Get that. Like just, okay. Yes. Well, hold on, Mike. Jesus. Hey. We don't know that yet. No, we don't know that yet. But All we right, we go. should talk about it. Eh, do it. Go ahead. Mike Leach, he, you know, is, I guess, in critical condition still. I'm sure, you know, if you're on Twitter, you've heard about it, or on Facebook even. Even Facebook has talked about it. I guess he had a heart attack is what I'm hearing, and he had to be airlifted to a hospital. Damn, I mean, that guy of all people? I know. Why the pirate? You know? He is a national treasure. Mike Leach, yeah, prayers up, thoughts out. I mean... Who am I going to get my memes from? I mean, seriously, the guy in the shit that he had to come back from. You do, if you guys, you remember the, the whole Texas tech debacle bullshit, the, lock closet, the player in the closet, lock yeah. the player in the closet shit, the stuff that he's came back from and is still just the same guy. I saw somebody tweet out at one point. They said college football does not need Mike Leach. The world needs Mike Leach. Goddamn right. The dude, the dude is a, a national treasure, and uh, and we wish nothing but the best. Um, and you know, we're sending our our thoughts to the family, and obviously Coach Leach, and uh, and we just hope that the news um, is not as bad as what it seems. We all do have to realize that this is it's just a game, and I mean, respect the guys and Mike Leach. We're all hoping for the best. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's as it's kind of surreal because when you think of Mike Leach, you know, what's the first word you think of? Um, Air raid. Air raid. <laughs> Air raid. Yeah, Air he, raid. He, he, well, he he. I mean, the, he ki- the, the founder kind of, of the Air raid. Well, yeah. I mean, just the personality though. Unconventional. Mike oh, quirky. Yeah. Mike right? Leach walked, and so Mike Gundy could run. What do you say? We sign off. Let's do it, shall we? Okay. I'm one of your hosts, Jared Hall, Mike Delaware, Kyle Byers, and Connor Cavillac. As always, beat Colorado. Yeah. Beat Coach Prime. Trust Matt Rule. Trust in Trev. Drink, to, the, drink un- the rule aid. Until they prove and show us otherwise in GBR. We have a say in no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Utter. He's a junkyard dog. Hey. Kenny Bell ran up to me. He's like, you know what you just... You just did? <laughs> you get mad. Would you go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hey, <laughs> gone it, Muhammad. GBR. A Herd at Sports Network production.